First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Description. Goal. How about... Martial. I 
isolated. Skirtle here. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Make United Great Again, Content Kings of the Touchline Fracker podcast family. Going to go around and introduce our guest this evening. Michael, how's it going, mate? I'm all blessed, man. I'm all good, man. What's going on? Yeah, we're good. We're good, you know, just dodging dodging the corona. Staying alert. As well, we've stay, been alert. In... stay woke, man. Stay <laughs> alert, baby. Yeah, as we've been instructed to. Uh, Seb, how's it going, brother? What's good, bro, man? No, we're good, we're good. And Elijah, how's it going, mate? All good, all good. Good to have you all on this evening. So we'll start how we usually start, which is just a quick catch-up on the week uh, in terms of, you know, United fandom and football in general. So the good thing of the first podcast of the week, we tend to get the the news first, so we get to shed some light and, and set pace, as it were. So it seems like the government of given the Premier League the, the green light to, to start once again at, uh, in early June, I believe. Um, what are your thoughts? Thoughts going around? And obviously, we know that Germany is starting uh, this weekend. Uh, I hear that Spain are looking to start mid-June. So, nothing's getting null and voided, lads. Let's just take that off the table. Looks like we're going to actually have to finish the season. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts, lads? Like, is it going to be behind closed doors, like Germany? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they're 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 um further ahead of us in terms of how they've dealt with it. So yeah, I believe it was behind closed doors what was stipulated. I think to let everybody go back out how we would have pre pre Corona would just be asking for trouble. Yeah, yeah thousands of thousands of people all mixing. Yeah, it's going to be behind closed doors. Yeah, catching Corona because you want to see Brighton lose is a wild thought. So. Certain man might back it, though. Certain man might back it. That <laughs> uh, man will definitely be on it. See, see the thing with me, yeah? For me, I'm kind of, like, um, over the thing of um, it getting voided or not. In fact, even from a Man United perspective, this would probably be the first time where us and Liverpool will be on the same side because in regards to, like, financial implications, okay, you've got to think about it. Number one, we're not getting the revenue from match day. So we absolutely need Champions League. Like, if we want to make those signings that we're touted with, it's actually rests on, um, you know, getting in the Champions League because, you know, there's been some talk with Woodward saying, oh, yeah, if people expecting those big signings or whatever, whatever, it's not happening. So, one, he's putting that out there. Two, on top of that, even before um, the corona thing was at the situation it is currently now, um, they were talking about only having a certain amount in cash reserves because we paid up front uh, for Maguire. So financially, it didn't seem like Man United was, you know, at the at the top position, which uh, people, you know, 
always assumed that that they'd be in. So now you add Corona, and we also stand to lose the most revenue. Us and Arsenal, um, it's actually very very important. We 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 get into the Champions League. So um, I think Man United would be one of the clubs that would be looking to campaign for that. So again, for me, I just feel like if it's safe. Um, it's safe, but it's just a weird, it's a weird time because we've got the second most, we've got the second highest death rates. Like only, you know, we're only second to America, and it's it's absolutely crazy, um, you know that uh, that that the stats are that high and and people are still considering, you know, playing football. Like even today, when you go on Twitter, um, I see Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings says, "Oh, um, player at the top of the league says." Um, He's he's scared, but he's scared about about returning. Um, and then he was basically saying that the fans are like, "Oh yeah, it's true. We agree with you." Player at the bottom of the league saying he's scared of returning. The fans are saying, "Oh, it's because you don't want to go down." Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's, it's, that, it's that cynical. It's crazy. One rule, like, one uh, rule for uh, others. Um, one rule for the other set. And it's so funny. Any anything you read, you can see the fan different fan bases commenting underneath. And like underneath, say, yeah. The fans of the teams that are doing well and they're pushing for something are there in the comments saying, "Yeah, we're ready. Let's get it. Let's go. Let it go. Let's get it going." You know, mm. people are gonna die anyway, so why not play football? <laughs> and then the fans of the teams who aren't doing so well are like, "Let's give it a bit more time." So yeah, I think those yeah. are definitely the minorities in terms of that. But I think we're at the stage where, listen, mate, I take a Burnley. I take a Burnley. Villa, I take a Burnley Mate, Villa. I'll, hey, I'll be, I'll be at the edge of my seat, loving it. Like every time, every time, mate, every time someone like flipping who fucking more Benteke and all them man, I don't know, going up for <laughs> headers. I'm, I'm celebrating, bro. I'm saying, yeah, I'm, I'm living every moment. If we, if we come back, and to be honest, like I, I definitely, like it, it, it definitely be exciting, and I definitely want. Like on, on like a selfish level, obviously minus the deaths and stuff like that. I definitely want us to come back, but only when it's safe. Like, and um, I uh, again, I don't want football like footballers again. As Tom, as Todd, uh, Todd Cantwell said yesterday, uh, we're human too. Do you know what I mean? Footballers are human. Got families. And do you know the worst thing about it? Do you know the like the worst thing about it? At the start of the corona, they were getting sick regarding uh not paying their 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 um their you know, not paying or not contributing and that. And then now people are on them and asking them to risk everybody's their lives to come in and Everybody's clamoring for it's them. It's absolutely crazy, bro. It's so crazy. They're damned if you're damned on one side, like, oh, you're yeah, not yeah. so much money, you should be able to... And now it's like, well, the nation needs you to entertain The us, nation so. needs you to come. Yeah. <laughs> it's mental. It's mental. So being a, being a player in the middle of that, it's hard to, to feel, like, unappreciated, you know? Um Elijah, is there any thoughts you wanted to share in regards to the league coming back uh, behind closed doors early June or the green light being given to come back? I mean, June? the government said that that's the earliest it'll be possible to come back. So if there's any setbacks in terms of the cases rising or the death rates rising, then it might be pushed back a bit. So it's a tentative, it's tentative from the government, but it's still um something for the Premier League to consider. Work towards, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think anyone here would expect us to be back at the start of June. No. That means you're thinking, what, mid, mid late June, potentially early yeah. July. But what, I, I think that's the latest that it 
has to start for because UEFA, I think they provided like a, a time that they want all the leagues to be done by. Just so. When do they want them all done by? Do you know off the top of the head? I think it's by like end of August or July because I think they have a problem with the contracts. Like they've, they're, 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 they're having a hard time agreeing when players' contracts should end and stuff like that. So because of that, they're trying to mitigate it by trying to have it as close to June the 30th as possible. But yeah, I mean, in terms of bringing it back, I mean, it's just like a Brighton player got got it the other day, and it's like it's it's still not gone. Like the rate of infection is it's it's gone down a bit, but it's still there's still possibility there's still a possibility for it to go back up. Um, yeah, it just needs to be done carefully. To to be fair, but if I mean I I just worry about the logistics of it all because I've seen that Chelsea, Tottenham and Arsenal they've agreed with the bottom teams that they don't want neutral venues as well so the Uh, Premier League so it's like the idea of coming back and playing your home games not at your home it takes away the whole benefit of Mm -hmm. a home game itself yeah because like in terms of the the reason why the reason why the bottom six have such a problem is the fact that home games to them are so important because like I actually worked out like they have they this season they have doubled the chances of winning at home compared to winning away so if they have neutral v- v- venues they've just like basically just half the amount of points that they possibly could win so for those teams it's so important to them and then. I'm not sure why Chelsea, Tottenham and Arsenal are so concerned about having her home games, to be fair. But, I mean, if the Premier League have to go to the government about that, I'm going to have 20 teams travelling up and down the up and down the country. It's, mm. it, it's just adding to it. Like It's just so complicated because the idea of neutral venues just to basically just set up like a boot camp type of thing where it will be very enclosed, which makes sense. But, in terms of the, it's just like how far, how far will, will you go to play on, and to, to to play on the season when it just detracts so much integrity from carrying on the season, like it just opens them up to so many lawsuits and stuff like that. It's just weird. I mean, it's it's such a hard thing to navigate to be honest. But really and truly, the thing they're concerned about the most is the money. So I think too much money. But we're talking about yeah. billions of hundreds of millions, up to the billions of pounds. So yeah, you know the ramifications of that are endless, up and down the league. But, yeah, you know so many different facets of the game. So yeah, I think we all know for the most part that the money will do the talking. Okay, but, yep. but also the the first thing, yeah, the first what what I found interesting about the bottom clubs, um, and I know this is not general clubs uh, pod, mm. it's more many that specific. But what I found interested is. If you ask them and you ask uh, Chelsea and Tottenham or whatever, uh, um, why do you want to play in your stadium? If pre-corona, so let's if we took corona out of this, the first thing they'll say is defence. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that would come to their mind is defence. So I, I'm very interested to actually, actually, you know, um, you know, understand what 
their, you know, what their reasons will be for playing in their stadiums without no fans. Yeah, yeah. okay, you're used to the pitch or whatever, or whatever. But I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's that deep. I your fans are a big part of that advantage. Yeah, your fans are a big part of that advantage. You've got the vast majority of the pitch cheering for you. So I think, yeah, you're right, Sebi. Like, you take away the fans and the atmosphere they can create for their players and against the opposing team, that they're not there. That makes it very different. So that's going to have an impact on the the advantage you have. I think Elijah's right in saying that uh, the idea of these teams travelling up and down the country to the different venues it's very difficult to navigate and, and kind of having a one, one, two, three, four, five places where teams are, are situated and they all kind of have as their bases and they use those areas to play is what, is what tends to make the most sense. But yeah, we'll, we'll watch with that and we'll, we'll keep you all posted. So um, now uh, earlier today, Seb, you posted an article linking us to a Tiago Armada I think we've all heard about the stuff linking us with the Sanchos, et cetera, et cetera. So it's almost refreshing to hear us uh, linked with a new name. Um, you were telling us before the pod started that you kind of checked him out. So I want you to give a, a, a respectable report on, on your findings, if you would, sir. Yeah, no, you see me like um, I'm a sucker for a YouTube comp, man. I'm a sucker for a YouTube <laughs> comp. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as soon as I saw an article, I was like, yep, let me let me uh, go do my due diligence. Um, and yeah, man, the first, like literally the first um, comp I watched, it, it was interesting, interesting to see. It seems like he, he's really, really good on the ball in regards to like dribbling. I know like um, on football Twitter and Twitter, there's a lot of, oh, this person's a good dribbler, this person's a good dribbler. But no, this this uh, Thiago kid can actually really, really dribble, go past players. And it's quite, it 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 quite refreshing to see. Um, and then when you're looking at the price that we're, we're, we're linked with buying him uh, for, which was around, I think it was 18 million, similar, um, I think it was, I think it might have even been Euros. I, I, I can't remember. But um, 18 million, um, I, this, these are the type of signings that, like, I've been, that I feel like United currently should be going for. And even more so during the coronavirus period, I feel like we should copy, um, well, semi-copy, like, Liverpool's old strategy of, you know, you know, niche signings in, in, in these areas, or even like even like teams like like Leicester and stuff like that, like just finding random gems from random places and and then them just taking gambles and then them just banging. So for me, I just feel like um, that's what that's what United should be doing. Like even if, for example, we do have the money that people think we do. I still think we should do that. Like, I, I, I just, I'm just tired of those big 100 million pound signings, and then, you know, one injury, and then we're lacking depth. And yeah, it just just made no sense for me. For me, I feel like you, you you'd be better suited, you know, using your scouting network. And they said that they've got the data, so I'm sure that if it's actually true that we that we are uh, touted with buying him, they've looked at the data. They've seen that okay, this guy can fit here. He can do this. He can do that. Um, yeah, man, I'm willing to take those risks, man. I'm that's that's the type of person I am. But yeah, he, he, he again, he, he looks good um, on the YouTube comps. Can go past a player. Plays a good final pass. Looks skillful, and um, he fills the drip quota. So yeah, and he he doesn't play for a River Plate or Boca Velez Sarsfield. So he's really he's really from the favelas. 
Yeah, wow. yeah, it's really, he's really still, from there. He's, he's, still, he's, he, he, he's still grinding. He's still grinding. So you come over, bring that mentality to Manchester. Like, he's hungry. You know, he's hungry. Yeah, he's hungry. yeah <laughs> that's what we need. Uh, have you, Michael or Elijah, have you heard anything about about this young this young starlet? Not heard anything about him, but I mean, the problem with the problem I have with these links is that with especially with. English clubs buying from South America is so hard because in terms in terms of the work permit stuff. So the amount you have to prove that this guy is gonna be, you have to prove that this guy is gonna be a proper star. Otherwise, you have to pay a, cer- a certain amount that is it has to be above a certain threshold. And I think the fee of like eighteen million euros comes into that because I think I think it's about fifteen million that we have to pay over, but. I mean, this just seems like one of those links where, because even I read the article and Man City had been linked with him before, but it just seems like one of them links where an agent's just linking big clubs with him just so a, a team in like Spain or Italy who have better work permit um, re- restrictions in terms of bringing them over can just come in and buy him. I haven't seen anything, not heard anything about him. So it'll be in. I mean, it'll be interesting if it does happen, but I'm not holding any hope that it does. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, earlier, you guys were talking about um, the implications in terms of players' contracts running out this summer. Uh, we have our own situation on our hands in terms of Igalo and his club basically saying that uh, if that time void, if that time goes past, we either a want our player back or, or we want more peas. Um, yeah, you know, as you know, I wanted him to come in. I see I still hasn't done that celebration that I wanted with Fred the Red. So until he's at the corner, he's at that corner flag pointing up. Thanking God. You're 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 so shameless. Uh, I'm not I'm not happy yet. So obviously I'm a, we we gotta keep him. We got he's done really well. Like joke society's done he's done really well for us. He's held it down, yeah. Yeah, he's he's held it down. So uh, would you, what do you guys think? I think we've got what, six six playing weeks left. So whenever we do start. Uh, we've got six playing weeks left, so um, how, where do you guys stand with the implication of potentially losing him or just just letting him go back and not not being held ransom? What are your feelings, Michael? Um, I think mean, since he's come in, in in January, he's sort of helped take the sort of pressure off Martial and Greenwood um, because obviously having some if Martial's not informed, then leave leave it to eighteen year old in Greenwood. Obviously, he was very good. That's a lot of pressure on the young man. So having a Galo there has been a much uh, a much needed benefit and he's embedded himself quite well. He's not come with an ego as well. Um, and he's clearly loves being at Man United. Like, you know, when you see someone who loves playing for the club and that's not something that we've seen in years since uh, Ferguson has left. Um, in terms of him staying on, I guess it depends on the finances of the deal. Uh, because whilst he's been an asset, he's obviously he's 30 years old. So... And then some. And then, there, yeah. So you're thinking, okay, <laughs> do you want to start putting big money into a man who's 30 years old? I'm sure there's other younger strikers out there that uh, could do a job in a more longer term because clearly the loan was a short-term sort of thing. So would I want to run in without him in the team? Ideally not, but the finances have to make sense, especially in these post-corona times. Uh, Elijah, I know you're a big Gallo fan, so I'm not going to get your... Your opinions on <laughs> him staying. I'm going to swiftly move on to Sebi. Sebi, uh, what are your feelings about Egalo uh, potentially staying or going, mate? Um, I actually want him to stay. 
I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. When he came in, I definitely knew um, the type of player he was. And he didn't fail me, to be honest. Um, I knew he was going to uh, offer a different dimension, um, hold up the ball, something that Martial was failing to do. Um, link-up play was really, really good. And then also chipping with goals in Europa League. Like, literally everything that I wanted, he done. And I feel like it's important to have that depth in your squad. Um, uh, so if the team that's loading him to us, the Chinese team or whatever, if they, they want an extra fee, then pay them the extra fee. In fact, I actually want him. I actually want Igalo on a perm, if I'm being honest. Like, I'd give him a two-year. No, I'd give him a two-year. I'd give him a two-year, like, or so one plus one. I'll give him a one plus one. And um, I'm happy to have him as Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I give him a one plus one. In my head, I'm thinking, also one plus one? Yeah. And then you said one plus one again, but slower. So what's the, <laughs> what is a one plus one for those of us who don't know? So a one-year contract plus the option to extend. Uh, do you know how long he has left on his contract with his team? I'm not too sure. Uh, sure. That doesn't sound beneficial to the 30-year-old Igalo, though. What do you think? No, no. no and they're paying him a lot more money United. as well. He, he, <laughs> no, no, he lo- he loves United. Did you hear his he's, he's um um his interview? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, said, he said, I just have to do it. He said, he, my man said, my man said, it doesn't matter if he's taking a wage cut, he has to play for Man United. So for me, I feel like, um, just give him the option, isn't it? Obviously, if he doesn't want to do it, don't want to do it. But I feel like it, it, at least that should be on the table. I feel that in terms of making an impact, he's done that. He's done what he could do. I mean, he's done all he could do. So um, I'd be happy for him to be second or third choice and then us but, uh, get other signings. Um, so, yeah, man, they got a lot in. Boy, uh, I was going to not include you, Elijah, but now I need some sanity back. Uh, what are your fam, feelings on... Potentially... Sanji always does this, fam. He lets the passion <laughs> get to his head. And then he's saying, oh, one plus one. Get, nah, do you know what, yeah? He's done all right, yeah? Yeah. He's done all right. But, I mean, if it's an extra free to make him stay on, I mean, it's it's needed because, I mean, we, we don't want to see Rashford up top when he comes back. And then if Marshall gets injured, that's the only option. It's either that or Greenwood. And in with the running we have, we've got the, we've got the core finals of Europa League. We're gunning for top four. I think having Igala there would help. Um, what... I mean, if you watch the second goal that if if you watch McTominay's goal versus City in the build up to it, it was actually amazing hold up and link up play from Igalo. To be honest, the ball came to him, made it stick, and he done a sick back heel to Fred, who just played the ball into Edison's hands. But he has added a different dimension. I mean, he's very cumbersome. I mean, but he does have that. He just has that very Nigerian nature where he could just do a, something that you don't expect and just pulls it out, out the back. I mean, <laughs> sometimes that can be a bad thing. Sometimes that can be a good thing. You just don't know what, 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 to, what to expect from him. But, I mean, if it's like, what, a million or two? I mean, in, even in these times, a million or two is basically is n- n- nothing to us. I mean, we, we've managed to keep staff on without furloughing them like other clubs and like that's mm. probably cost us that amount in that time I mean for two more months of Vigado it shouldn't be that much so um, yeah I'm, 
I'll be fine with him staying until the end season, but that is it for me. That's his fairy tale done. Um, it's a good story to tell with his children, his family. And yeah, man. Bye. Good family, man, yeah? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So with that being said, I want us to get onto our, our classic game. Uh, this week it was the 2008 Champions League final. Uh, it was tough watching that. It was tough watching that. Emotionally, it was, it was quite the game. Uh, Michael, what were your feelings uh, watching the game all over again? Remind yeah, us where you were. Remind us where, yeah, remind us where you were when, when it happened the first time, the feelings and how it felt yeah. watching it back again. Yeah, watching it. Well, how old was I then? I'm flipping. Yeah, I was 16 then. So, like, and obviously we had some good years before that. We won the league a few times before that. So, I was like, obviously I was confident going into it. But Chelsea, them times, Drogba, Lampard, Terry, the whole strong team. Uh, the arch, arch nemesis, like Avram Grant was doing a good job under the radar. Like, obviously, they had the Mourinho, he was coming off the Mourinho era, so they still had that mentality and stuff. So I knew it would be a tough, tough game. But I was thinking, you know what? Sadly, Ferguson knows how to do a job. We've got Ronaldo playing well, we've got Rudy playing well, we've got Tevez, we've still got players at Skulls, and we've got Vidic and Ferdinand at the back. So I went, I went into the game at the time feeling very, very confident. And um, yeah, the, obviously back then, I'm. Um, well, let me let me let me restart. So yeah, that's what I was feeling. Watching it back now, though, um, I was like, oh, the play between Scholes and West Brown for the first goal was tight. Like West Brown, that was nice. It, that was nice. And then they did a little one-two-one-two. Then West Brown on his left peg crosses it in, and then Ronaldo is like hangman, just hanging mm. in the air. And then jump man, jump man, jump man. Jump man, jump man, legit. Um, it's made me miss him. Oh man, like it made me miss Ronaldo. Like, can you believe we had him in our team? Like, sometimes I forget. Like, we fully had this guy in our team. That I mean, era, that like, era was oh. that era was mad. What I uh, I realized and remembered again watching it is like Scholes was like a master of playing one and two touch football. Like he was so good at playing one one and two touch football. And what you were mentioning there in that tight little corner, him and Wedge Brown linking up, and I yeah. think it was it was Lampard and was it Ashley Cole? Yeah, that they kind of they got yeah, away they from. Them. They spanned them. Yeah, they, 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 they got away. They got away from. Um, yeah, it was it was funny looking looking back. Um, obviously, uh, going into the game, I think we'd won like something like three and fourteen of our last games against Chelsea. So they were definitely a team that we struggled against. A whole team easily. Yeah. So just reading out the lineups, we had Van der Sar in goal. We had Wes Brown at right back. Centre back pairing of Rio and Vidic. Left back was Evra. We went with a four-four-two. So on the right wing, on the right side of midfield was Hargreaves. Had Scholes and Carrick in the middle. Ronaldo on the left, and then we had Tevez playing off of Rooney. And then Chelsea, they had a four-three-three, a, a maybe let's yeah, call it. Three, three, I'd say. Yeah, uh, so that check at the back, uh, Cole. You had. Um, Carvalho and Terry and then he had SCN at right back Ronaldo gave him a tough time in the first half <laughs> if, I, if I deal with you and then in, in midfield was McAuley Balak and Lampard and then up top was Joe Cole Malu- and Maluda off of uh, Didier Drogba uh, you, you mentioned Avram Grant but watching their game I was f- looking at their team and thinking about how many leaders that they had in that team I think he didn't even have to do too much talking by that time. They were oh, they were all coming to the, 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 the majority of them were coming towards the, the end of their prime. And these were these were guys that were 
These were guys that were uh, used to... Well, I say that Lampard was 29. Terry, Terry was only 27. Wow. Terry was 27. Balak was 31. Drogba was 30. But these are guys that had won a lot of big trophies, played in big games. Oh, yeah. They were, they were big-time players. They knew... It were two good teams that knew how to win. Mm, and that's mm. what made a very entertaining final because were two big teams know how to win the game of football and Chelsea were the bogey team. Mm. So that's what made it a very, there was very a, interesting and tangible was a lot at stake. Even for the neutral. Exactly. Uh, Elijah, what were your thoughts looking, looking back at the game? How do you think it played out? Yeah, man. Because I remember watching that game. So obviously my brother's dad supports Chelsea. So we was watching the same house, but he was in he 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 was in the room watching it by himself. I I was in the living room, and this was back in the why, time when. Why did he do that? <laughs> yeah, we, nah, we just had to separate ourselves, man. Nah, we, we couldn't be in the same room. <laughs> so then, um, so then, um, obviously, this was at the time when there was still analog TV, and that was always a bit ahead of digital t- TV as well. Mm. So then. So sometimes I would just like run to the room, just run to my room just to check yeah, to see yeah. what was going on. <laughs> hey, that was an intense game. That first half, yeah. That first half, we should have we should have easily scored at least two. Like it was yeah. ridiculous that, that that we didn't come out with two goals. And Tevez, Chelsea, man, he didn't have the best game. He didn't yeah, have the best yeah. Game. Like I think the games, the game started like first fifteen. Like two boxes yeah. sparring each other and just feeling yeah, each yeah. other up. Nobody wanted to do anything too tough or sacrifice anything. But then the last half an hour of the first half, we were comfortably the better team. That mm. move, that move for the Tevez header. Yeah, hey, yeah. Whew, Bam. Talk them through it. Talk them through it for those who might have forgotten. Do you know what? I got all, all I remember is that there was something that really done, that pass that really done, yeah. And, mm. and, and honest to God, I was just thinking, this guy is just the best player I've ever seen in my life. I don't <laughs> care what people say. <laughs> Anytime you watch a throwback match, it, we always just come out with saying, mm, Rudy how good is really was. Of, it's like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. I but, think Carvalho tried to take on Rio, uh, <laughs> like one on one. I think he, he was feeling some kind of way. And he was, I think, was it Cavalier? Well, somebody tried to take on Rio one-on-one. And I think Rio kind of dealt with it. And then the ball was a bit loose. And then Rooney just comes in. Yeah, it was yeah. Carvalho. Rooney comes in. Carvalho tries to body him. Rooney just shrugs him off. Carries it a bit. Big Diag. So he was, he was doing the Diag. He did the Diag. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doing that for decades. Big Diag. Ronaldo chasing after it. Ashley Cole tries to come across from... I don't know what Ashley Cole was thinking. He tried to come across from left-back. I know what he was thinking. Ronaldo was giving Essien trouble already, so he tried to come across from left back to help out uh, Essien at right back. Ronaldo gets it. Lovely cross on the left foot. Tevez gets there. Boom. Headers it. Great save from Czech. And then the, bo- the ball bounces back to Carrick. He could have taken a touch. and I think he needs yeah. to place it. He literally just got a good connection, but it was straight yeah. at Czech. Yeah, that guy just loves a side foot, man. Lace it, bro. That's all he does. Like, come on. But yeah, it's a sad foot, man. Carrick. He just picked the corner. And then I think we had, what was the other chance we had where Tevez didn't gamble? He yeah, didn't gamble. yeah, yeah. That was a good cross. I, I think it was Ronaldo that, that crossed it in. Mm. But, but, yeah. But, I mean, that first half, you should have come. We should have come like with two goals. Chelsea were really, really lucky to get that goal. It was just a mix-up. But the rest of the game, they absolutely battered us, man. Yeah. They battered us from pillar to post. It was ridiculous. Like watching it back, I was like, "How did I even watch this game?" Like 
because I, I, I know I, I was a nervous wreck. I know I, any time they hit the post, my heart was in my mouth. I was like, I, then they hit hit the post like three three times that game or something like that. It was ridiculous. Like they were hit the post with a curler. Who else hit the post? Um, Lampard. Lampard. Hit the Lampard. Drug and someone else hit the post. Mm. It, Mm. Nah. Don't, don't forget Terry. Don't forget Terry, but Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he, he who must not be named. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, mate, that they proper, they proper battered us. But like watching that Chelsea team, it was just a team full of men. Like, like you were saying before, just leaders and just men that were just proper. Like they were just able to like. Even that first half, the way they were able to navigate and come out with a 1-1 and the way they came out second half and just came out and just grew into the game and just, yeah, it was that was such a difficult game to watch. And then, obviously, it going to penalties. Like, watching the penalties now is interesting because in a book called Soconomics, there's a whole chapter on that penalty shootout where basically Chelsea got in this... Got in this expert that um, told them that Van Sar is really bad at saving penalties to his left. So if you uh, watch it again, the Chelsea players keep going to the right-hand side. They, oh, they always, yeah, it's true. They always go, they always, they always go to the right-hand right, right side. And then the, the, the guy told Czech, with Ronaldo's penalties, the one thing you do the, the the one thing you have to do to make sure he misses, just don't move. Whenever he stops, just don't move. And then if you watch check, he just stays completely still when Ronaldo stops. And wow, then that's sick. I, I and then the, the, that way R- R- Ronaldo's not sure which way you're gonna go. So then that's why he the, the, that's actually why he tried to go a bit down the middle and then check check was able, able to save it. Yeah. But and then the 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 thing is that Terry didn't slip, and it goes, yeah, it goes to the right hand side. So they planned it all perfectly, but just because the pit the pitch was wet, and also Drogba would have also taken that 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 penalty if he wasn't off as well. So it was just like those things, like the perfect storm. So once again, it was just like it was our fate. It was our fate to win it. And then, and then, even if you watch the last penalty, you 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 see. You see the Van der Sar pointing to to the side, saying, "I I know you're gonna go to the l- left hand side, innit?" And then because of that, Anelka goes to his right, and then the, the Van der Sar saves it. So it's obvious that Van der Sar clocked on that they're always going to the right hand side. But yeah, it was weird watching that penalty shot because I I didn't realize that Chelsea actually followed it to a tee. They just kept going to the right hand side no matter what. So that it was as, just that, that aspect of that aspect of football is so interesting, bro. Like fam. it's so like it's like when you when you're playing it at the very highest level, it's a chess match. It actually is a, like a, a chess match, and um, it's like yeah, like telltale. It's like poker. It's literally mm. telltale signs, isn't it? Like um, yeah, man. I just find that so so interesting. Um, like what what you said because I, I I never knew that. And, yeah, and, and, and as you said, it, it, we was lucky. Like, I, I don't know, it was lucky. It was just like, literally, um, it, it was our day. Do you know what I mean? When it's your day, yeah. it's your day. 
nothing can happen. It's the same way when Chelsea, um, they won their final or whatever. Yeah. It was just their day. Do you know what I mean? So, well, yeah, when it's your day, it's your day, man. Um, and, yeah, just to echo uh, what you guys said earlier, Rooney, absolute monster, man. This guy's my favourite player ever. Like, uh, the, the things the things that my man does, like, and I just love watching the old games because, as I keep saying on every single pod, like, everybody is a nostalgia merchant. So, when you go back mm. you look at some of your favourite players, you realise, oh, he wasn't really doing bits and that, that too tough and that he may have had some good games, may have had some good highlights, popped off a, goal, uh, a few tricks and whatnot, but mm, wasn't really that guy. Nah, Rooney was really that guy, man. Like, Rooney, he was really, Ro- Rooney has actually, he's, he's aged, he's, 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 he's like wine. Like, when that question comes up, oh, do you think Rooney fulfilled his potential? I said, have, did you watch? Like, it, like I, I understand. It's so crazy. I feel it's, like people feel like he should have been messy. But I, in my opinion, he was the tier below. And that's fine. Do you know how many, play, how, do you know how many footballers are the tier below Messi? Like, it, being the tier below Messi is no shame because Messi is arguably the greatest footballer of all time. Mm. For me, Rooney is a tier below, and I'm happy to say that. Fam, I, when people say... Because oh, I think, like, because he was he come out so aggressive when he was younger yeah. and he used to take people on and dribble past every, everybody, I think everybody expected that should just be his whole flow for the rest of his life. Whereas... Um, I think people expected of, that with, like, 30, 40 goals a season, basically. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. But for me, like, just the moments in certain games, yeah, it's just, like, we had we had players like, okay, Ronaldo scored the goal, but, fam, like, we had, like, Rooney was, like, the guy, man. He, he was the guy, bro. Yeah. Nobody can tell me anything, man. But he, was a, he was a top player, man. That, on, the thing is, that Ronaldo goal, I'll, that's one of the most perfect pairs I've ever seen in my life. It's just, like, his body's straight, and he, he doesn't even do anything. He just twists his neck and it goes proper bo- bottom. Le- like, check doesn't even move. Like That's a textbook that, header. Bam, it's just a textbook. Like, it's just perfect. Because like, I was that, watching it, I was thinking to myself, like, this, that's actually a, an easy goal, you know? But he made it look so easy. Bam, just it's, rose up over it's, SDN, boom, picked his corner. It's, yeah, that, like, but that team, yeah, man. That team proper deserved. Yeah, that team deserved that Champions League, the Premier League that season, man. I don't care. Like just watching them back, it's just it, 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 it like at that time it was like to me it was just like that's all I'd really seen. Like basically, I basically just watched Ronaldo and really grow it into that. Mm. But watching the back now, just like I'm, I'm so lucky to have seen a team that good because like we generally had like seven or seven world class players in. I start in eleven, like you crazy. That, like yeah, man, it's it's, it's so gonna crazy. It's gonna be a long time about. probably before we we, we see a oh, team on the level of on the level of that team. Uh, look, looking for the the, tea, the game and the performance. It's Hargreaves, I thought was good. Hargreaves, I think he's underrated, but I think <clears throat> he he always had tenacity and whatever, like passion, like uh, said mm-hmm. love. But also he had good technical qualities, man. He was very a, good. Very, very good at the basics, had good football, like intelligent on the pitch. He executed things well. Um, Skulls was okay. I think that that kind of collision he had with Makalele rocked him. That rocked him and he probably, uh, he was having little battles with Balak throughout the game. Mm. Like one would dub the other, one would dub the other. So that was, <laughs> that was, that was nice to watch. Um, Lampard, what can you say? Elite mentality. He loves it. 
Oh, he left foot. He I left hate foot. that no, guy. About this thing, yeah, the end of the, we, we played that first half, half almost perfectly, yeah? Mm. But then there was that one-minute spell where Carrick let Lampard run off him. And oh, then Lampard, <laughs> Lampard burst through and Rio had to, like, take him down. Yeah. And then they had a free kick, went over. And then we've kind of dealt with the free kick. It's gone back up, a throw-in. I think uh, Drogba holds it up, plays it to, like, a Maluda. Maluda's pants. He's pants, by the way. I think mm. we already knew that, but that just reconfirms it. So plays it to Maluda. Um, so how Rio clears it, Lampard, um, like, blocks the clearance. Then it kind of goes to Balak, to SEN, then whatever happened, the deflections. But they got proper peppered that that mm. um, that first half. But if I'm a player who plays for Chelsea, especially them old guys, I'm coming in from that first half like, rah, after all that, we're still it's one, on one. Yeah, that, that just galvanises me. So in my, my, my memory, it was kind of like, we dominated the first half and then they dominated the second half just mm-hmm. as much. And then they were the better team in extra time. But we, we should have, they, they were all over us the whole second half. Whole yeah. second half, we couldn't get a foot on the ball at all. And I think Andy Gray, Andy Gray kept saying it. He kept saying, ah, oh, Skulls and Carrick are bossing this match. And if I'm Avram Grant, and I'd be telling Lampard and Balak they need to get much closer to them, give them less time on the ball. Because I think there was a time where they showed the passing stats and it was kind of like we'd had double the passes they'd had and like we'd been like 10, 15% more successful with our passes. And you mm. notice in the second half, they were much more touch tight to... Um, yeah. Yeah, they were much t- much more touch tight to the two of them in, in, in that regard. Uh, Drogba, he's a titan. He's a titan. He loves it, man. He yeah. loves a big game, man. Oh, hey, that guy, you know what, yeah? As much as people get onto him, like, he is, he is, he is a great striker, man. He, he is a great striker. But it's yeah. just that, his goal scoring is too great. Is too brazy, though. Yeah, like, it's more, too. Multiple seasons of five goals. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can discount one because, like, he was he, he, he that was Go when on. he was like that was when he was like thirty five. Okay. Like, he he, he I came. You're gonna come at that malaria angle, but no, 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 no. I'm not me too. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> but um, nah, like that's his lack of a give. But two. Two five seasons and you're like a big man. That's not right, man. <laughs> that's what that's what I could say. But I mean, he was never a big shooter like that in the Premier League. I think he's had, I think he had like two seasons where he scored over twenty goals. I mean, but yeah, he he's he's like a proper central figure, if that makes sense. Like, if you want a striker in a four three three, yeah, that Drogba is that type of striker. He like. He can he can handle two centre backs by himself, and it'll basically be like he 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 was basically like having two strikes in one because two, two centre backs would have to handle him the whole match. Mm, so, he's a proper handful. I know they say players are a handful. Yeah, but he, but was, he, was, he was, was genuinely a handful. He was different. Like he like yeah, very good striker. I mean, Chelsea were they they were a weird team, man. Weird team because. Yeah, it was just a weird team because they were just like they were just so functional. Like mm. it would, there wasn't much flair to them at that time. They uh, just all. they just got the job done. They knew they how had to play. Got... They just had players who had been in this game for time, and they knew how to yeah. play. Czech was twenty six. Ashley Cole twenty seven. Makaleli on his last leg thirty five. Mm. Sen twenty five. Carvalho thirty. Lampard twenty nine. Cole twenty six. Drogba thirty. Balak thirty one. Maluda twenty seven. Terry 27. So you're looking at that team and they're the right blend of mm. experience and 
uh, youth, so they still had a bit of legs about them. But like you say, yeah. I've listed those names. There's no flair. But what you have got are like solid technical players. Yeah. Strong, strong. They can get engaged in the physical side. Because sometimes that Manchester United, we just physical teams to death. Like we just had too yeah, much yeah. for them in the physical side. But that Chelsea team could go toe to toe with us. And they wouldn't be awed, like, they wouldn't be awed. I think there were times where Rio and Vidic, in moments, looked shaky. They looked shaky when yeah. they were they were putting that pressure on them. Uh, we didn't get Rooney into the game enough. Second half, we just weren't in it at all for the whole... Do you know what? I think the formation we're playing, that 4-4-2, I think, yeah. it, I think it worked well because it was designed just to get Ronaldo with... Um, it was designed SCN. to get Ronaldo with Essien and then we had Hargreaves who was doing like this makeshift role that Ferguson loved to do. Like, I used to put Hargreaves or Fletcher there. So we have mm. someone on the right hand side who was like half right mid, half says. Yeah. So they tuck in sometimes and then yeah. other times they provide the width. So, yeah. So then it would really allow Ronaldo to push on because it will, have, mm. it will allow him to have cover. But cover. I think, I think, I, I, and I think I remember in Ferguson's book, he said that at, in, um, in, um, extra time he decided to change to 4-3-3 completely because it was like they were like you said they were getting on top of Skulls and Carrick and as a midfield two that that like that was like our, our least physical part mm. of, of the team so it so if you have someone like Balak and Lampard like who yeah. touch that to them it's going to be peak so touch, touch, I mean physically strong yeah. Balak was a great footballer man I, he he was he's like he He's like he's a proper midfield general. Wait, when someone when someone says midfield general, that's that's you think that's of a man like Balak, tall, technically, uh, technically um, good, yeah, physically like, dominant, some, and he and he had he had that side. Yeah, he had that side where he could physically get in. All right, you want to have a scrappy midfield battle? Yeah. I'm more than happy to have that. I love it. Oh, you want to have a techie yeah, midfield battle? Yeah, I can play that game as well. I can play that. Yeah, he, can, he can he can play. Uh, he was he was good. I remember. I really loved him. He was I, one of my I favorite think, players. I think Balak, um, probably because of his time at Chelsea or whatever, definitely underrated. Like when we have these conversations about midfielders, he rarely comes up. I don't know why. Which is weird. But, which is yeah, weird. Like he gets that yeah, Seedorf treatment. But when I think of the greats of yeah. their era, Seedorf, Balak, Skulls, Jairus kind of in the era, Pirlo, wherever you want to put in Iniesta, Steven Gerrard, of course, Frank Lampard. When you're thinking of the great midfielders, I think, remember, I think. Something that goes against uh, Balak as well. Um, there's no Champions League. Yeah, there's a tendency for football fans to only remember the winners. And I think he was somebody, a nearly man. Yeah, yeah, people call him that. Like, oh, he lost every major final that he. No, he did not But like, <laughs> but like the World Cup, then you got Champions Leagues with Leverkusen and Chelsea. It's like, ah. Oh, yeah, like, and then so, Germany won the World Cup when he when he finished playing with them. Chelsea won yeah. the Champions League. Do not. Too, not too long after he left, Bayern won the Champions League. Like, he was the best German player in an era that Germany weren't actually strong. Like, yeah, they weren't particularly strong when he was their best Fox. player. And he was carrying an average team. He was carrying an average team. I think nah, yesterday, he was a... somebody was talking about uh, Zidane at Euro 2000 and saying that's probably the best midfield performance of any international tournament. And I was like, I, I could see that. But I said, also, I'd like to, let's discuss... Uh, I like 2002 in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think I said yes to 2010 and 2012. And mm-hmm. Perlo 2012 as well. I think I've probably forgotten some others in, in there as well. But at his mm-hmm. best, he was really good. And I remember he, his contract finished at Bayern. And um, he went on a free. And we were linked. And Chelsea yeah. were linked. And 
when he went to Chelsea, oh, I was so sad, man. Because he was still imagine like, if he come Man United, fucking hell, that man. would be lock off, bro. That, that would, would have been, been rolling over teams, man. The thing is, when um, he joined Chelsea, were better than us still. They were better yeah. than us, and they would like they had more money, so they probably offering a bit more, and they were the better side. Yeah. And it's London, London versus Manchester, isn't it? So Easy. did he come be... in two thousand six or two thousand seven? Uh, I think it was two thousand and six. I remember at the time we weren't quite established. I'm sure it was two thousand six. That's why talking. I'll quickly do a quick fact check. Yeah, I remember so, uh, honorable mention. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to give them too much credit. Yeah, but yeah. Chelsea have made some quality signings over the over the past year. Yeah, yeah. man. Like when you it was at, 2006, like, yeah. When you look at the, some of their signings, yeah, especially like remember when they grabbed when they grabbed Hazard, that was a massive thing, like uh, massive. If like, they didn't get Champions League, where do you think he would have went? Oh, yeah, nice, bro. Come on, man, it would have us, man. It would have been us, but been, I'm would, thinking, but but still, bro, what a massive sign at the time because everybody was saying, oh, Hazard's the half Ronaldo, half Messi. That that was the thing. Yeah. That's what they used to call him, half Ronaldo. Half Imagine Messi. where we'd be now if we'd had Hazard. Um, Hazard would have played with Van Persie. He played with Rooney oh, oh, for like three man. for like three years. Yeah, for like three four years. Yeah. In fact, the whole duration Hazard was here. I was only scared of Chelsea because of him. Mm, he was a player like, I was only was a... scared of Chelsea like even like before this season yeah I remember we had a pod and I said without no I'm not shook of Chelsea because without no Hazard like he was literally the difference in that match all the time I don't know I don't know what's what's, what's wrong with these players facing Man United bruv like it, it, with him and then when it comes to it, it comes to like Vincent Company when it comes to hey, Hazard United, used to love Hazard two levels <laughs> Fam, because I always remember, yeah, we got Kagwa at the same time, and United fans were saying, oh, Kagwa's Yeah, better. that was Kagwa's disgusting, better. man. Yeah, yeah that know, was horrible for us. One of the worst Hazard agendas. I know Hazard saw that, and he said, yeah? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Every single game, fam, yeah. there, was one, there was one game, he came on 2-0 down. This guy ran us ragged. It was 2-2. They should have beaten us, like, 4 That's Was that the FA Cup? I yeah. remember that. I was, that I was Oh, my... Gosh. Oh, oh yeah, my I god, was it? I remember we went up and was like, Oh, all right, we're through, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Spaz. this guy came on and done a madness, like, absolutely. The thing is, oh my, like, it, the thing is, it, it actually looked like he wasn't even trying that hard as well. It, it was actually like it was in, in the park or something. This, that guy is with I was so upset when we didn't get him. I was so upset, you know. I, like, people talk about players, and obviously, we've come from where. Ronaldinho could win the Ballon d'Or with nine yeah. goals. To who's got who's got the best stats yeah. when you read it off the paper, yeah. But there's a qualitative aspect of football that will always speak to my soul. And there's somebody like Hazard embodied that. that perfectly. Like there's just this ability which you can't put on a stat sheet just to make a whole football game revolve around you. There's 22 players on the pitch, but you are controlling the ebbs and flows of the whole football game. And Hazard has been able to do that as well as... There's only a few players I think of in my head who have been better at doing that than him um, in the time that I've been watching football properly, man. One would definitely definitely be... um, What's his name again? Yeah, Marcus Rashford. (laughs) 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 Do you know what, yeah? I thought you were going to say Rooney. (laughs) Do you know what... Do you know what? Do you know what's actually so crazy about Hazard? The way, when you say make a game revolve around them, normally I, I think of someone that controls the tempo and stuff. Mm. Ha, like Hazard would just take it by himself, and yeah. he would revolve the game. But like he wasn't doing one twos with people. 
He was just doing it by himself. Like, yeah, it's literally crazy. like that guy that you go play at the park and nobody, nobody could yeah. tackle him, boy. I wonder if like, Essien mm. still has twisted blood when he, when he looks back and watches that final, man. Ronaldo um, just got given the... You see this guy here? Yeah. Just go at him. Just go at but, him, son. Fam, that was some reverse man marking job, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I, 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 I don't know how, but that was definitely racist, man. I don't, I don't know. Fam, I, I don't know. Fam, I don't know. But it got it for me, you know. It got. I was about to walk off because I, like, I was like, nah, man. I was thinking Ronaldo was spazzing a bit too hard. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, he's like, listen, he's good in that midfield, but you see them sharp movements on the touchline? Yeah. yeah, he's done. We we got our own guy to come in and analyze uh, Essien on the on the touchline, man. Even to yeah. the point where Joe Cole had to Joe Cole had to come back and tuck in as well and um, <laughs> and help him out. Yeah, Ronaldo was Ronaldo was he was hey, good to watch him. Essien as a set. Essien as a centre mid though, what a player, man! He was what one. Of, he was one of my another one who was quality. Bam. I think again we had that Jemba Jemba. We had the Jemba Jemba thing where yeah. Fergie, I think, was like, you know what, them African guys from France, they're not yeah. what they're cracked up to be, you know? Because Jemba Jemba was meant to be what Essien essentially ended up being. So I yeah. think when Essien was available, um, we allowed it because you always had these chats of like guys would be playing in France and they'd be like, oh, the best central midfielder in Europe. They said yeah. about Jemba Jemba, they said it about Essien, they mentioned it about Mamadou Diara, the one that went to Real Madrid yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. And I think Fergie, after the Jemba Jemba experience, was like, you know, I'm going to allow it, you know. And yeah, Essien came and he was he was top quality, man. He was top right, quality. He was immense. Like, he's probably the only Gar- Ghanaian that I probably will ever love. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. That guy, he, fam, that guy was just, hey, he's just a box-to-box player to a T, bro. Like, that's everything. And even, even technically as well, like he was not, he was not, he was not crap as well. Like he was nah, like nah, he wasn't. Yeah, he could, he could play. Nah, he, he could play. Proper, he could proper play football. Yeah, he could play football. Yeah, man. Hey, that 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 era of football. Hey, it's something else, man. You're just looking back and you're watching that game. You're talking about football heritage. You talk about football heritage. That's football, man. That's football heritage. That's that probably like that's that's my, my my best moment of football. Like like people talk about like like prior to that with like you know you know the older players like yeah. maybe gigs and all of them man and yeah, whatever. Yeah. But that say like from like two thousand and say like six or five, just the players yeah. around in that game in in the game to say like two thousand and ten eleven, fam the players. Oh, different yeah, level, I think, man. I think I'm because just a little bit earlier with Ronaldinho. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. 2003. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that that period. Because oh, you, you have you have to think about it. Yeah, they had the uh, they had the skill level and technique level that all of the old school players had or whatever. But mm-hmm. the PMP aspect as well. Whereas yeah. here now is more like PMP based and efficiency, bro. Yeah, you got KDB based. just spamming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas if I that this was just as like, many times perfect. as I can. Yeah, someone's gonna get on the end of one of these. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that era was just like the perfect balance of. It like was perfect. Two eras. Yeah, like yeah. it was like players like Ronaldinho and, and Kaká, and like there was Iniesta, Perlo. Oh, there was just so much diversity. Like like midfielders. Different type to, of midfielders. Oh, that midfielders today, yeah, they cannot hold a candle to the midfielders back then. Are you, you crazy? They the can't. diversity and the quality in there, insane. Insane. That's when the game like, was truly beautiful, man. Fam, that that was a 
that was football. I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. I'll watch it again. Uh, it's not this week. I'll, I'll watch it again in the next next few weeks, man. Like mm. the emotions come back to you as you're watching it, even though you know. Yeah. You're even though you know you're going to win, the emotions come back to you when you're watching it. So we're just going to finish up. Sometimes saving money takes work. Like when you have to walk an extra block for that coffee deal. Or battle pop-up ads to get online coupon codes. But when you switch to Xfinity Mobile, saving money is easy peasy. You'll save up to $400 a year on your wireless bill. And you can even get $250 off when you purchase an eligible smartphone now through January 4th. So you can do the same thing you always do. Just with more money in your pocket. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Wireless savings compares to averages of top providers. Xfinity internet required. Here now with some listeners' questions, lads. Uh, first question is from Timmy. Would have been nice for you to actually come on the pod, Timmy, but we appreciate <laughs> you sending in a question anyway. Uh, what did you guys think of Wes Brown's performance in the game? Hey, Wes Brown, yeah? When he came through, I remember he was highly rated. Like, mm. this is the best defender they've seen come through. Fergie's seen come through the club in his time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He had a good run at right back, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because it was weird because at the back end of the season before, Neville got injured versus Bolton, and mm. that was where Neville completely tailed off. So yeah. it was like we didn't really have a right back. But then Brown came through that season, immense. That's probably the best right right back performance I've seen at yeah, United for a yeah. season. Like, if you think about, from. we've had a void at right back ever since, really. Yeah, we had Raphael, because who the fans loved him, but Raphael you know. had Raphael had one season in twelve thirteen where he was great. Mm. Was he the one who that, barked at Berahino? Yeah, that was the season. That was. Two was seasons. it Raphael? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was jail. Yeah, that's right, absolutely right, criminal. You're, you're a professional footballer, not an animal. <laughs> Come hey, on, bro. Hey, <laughs> you're moving like, like me, mate. The favela. It's the f- 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 It's what came to his head, in it? But that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy was mental. But you know and, what? And the, and the thing is, as well, yeah, what, what finished me, uh, uh, the season before he was sold, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, sometimes United fans I just think sometimes they're so deluded yeah this guy was purposely trying to get himself sent off that's when I knew <laughs> he had elite mentality though he was trying he was actually trying to two foot players to get sent off and I, yeah. and, and, I, and I think did he get dragged off or I think he actually got sent off one of them in it I can't remember but either way I know he come off in it and that was the last game I think that was probably the last game he played for us in that oh what, like, was that like, was, was that Van Hoff yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, the, that's, yeah. Bam, the the story about um him and Van Hal was mental, you know. Uh, what was the story? Um, so I think um Raphael had the head injury and then Joe and then during lunch, I think um I think Van Hal tried to touch her and say, Oh, is that it? And then Raphael was like, What 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 the hell are you saying? And then they and then they had an argument, and then obviously Van Hal left, and then I think Valencia was was sitting next to Raphael, and then and then after that Valencia said, "You know that you're never gonna play again after that, right?" And he said, "I don't care." After that, he didn't play a single game, and he got oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert, sorry, seeing that. Yeah, yeah. Van was a demon, man. That guy, bam, bro. He, I, bam, because of a head injury. I, I don't even want to get into it, but yeah, back to Brown. He looked like a good player at right back. I didn't see him in, in his early days. I, I heard he had a few injury problems. Mm-hmm. So it's disappointing. But that season, it more than made, made up, up for it, man. Yeah, he was really he good. Scored, he was really good. 
he scored versus Liverpool and he assisted in the Champions League final. It's calm, bro. He was solid. He 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 brought the best defensive aspects of his obviously playing so long at centre back. But then he was pretty athletic and he mm-hmm. wasn't half bad on the ball either. So yeah. you weren't you weren't lo- losing that. Obviously, he wasn't like a top attacking fullback like a, a Dani Alves or Maricon, whatever, whatever. But yeah, I think he had a good game, man. I think he had a good game. Obviously, he was luckiest where he was up against Maluda. Maluda's not really yeah. a man to terrorize a fullback. You get me? Yeah, he's, he's terrible. He's man. one of them he, def- defensive wingers. So, he is absolutely horrendous, <laughs> man. Like, yeah, hey. he was one of he, he made a, he's nicked to live in, man. He was one of them. <laughs> he was one of them defensive wingers there. So yeah, no, I think Wes had a good game. Uh, got a question from. Edzino, if we had lost the final due to Ronaldo's penalty miss, do you think his career would have been different at United and how we remember him? He would have stayed longer, in my opinion. I think he would have left quicker. You think so? Yeah, man. I think, I think he uh, Yeah, I think he would have kicked, kicked up a storm that, that summer because even when we... Even that summer, he said that United kept him as a slave so if we had him on it hey that guy would have kicked up a stop that guy his his mentality wasn't like yeah his mentality wasn't like it was now so yeah he probably actually would have uh, kicked up a storm and his attitude those last few seasons was was horrendous you know it was he was was, sir in that 2008 2009 season I know he had injury issues but any time you didn't pass him the ball or you miscontrolled hands in the air hands in the air Hands in the air. Man, I remember he, when we kept, when we kept, were coming that half time in the final. It was one one. He looked sickened. He looked sickened. <laughs> like what's I been grafting for? Like man's grafting <laughs> out here. Like you know, I'm messing my thing up. Like if I don't win the CL, heads will roll. I remember yeah. I was watching. I was he was round. I was watching it in the living room with my whole family, and my aunt like was around. Like she don't need to go into that, but my aunt was around anyway. So she, after we were watching it, she was saying, looking at the penalty, she was like. It's looking like this Ronaldo's gonna miss, you know. I was like, "What are you talking about, man? This Ronaldo, like he slots these calmly." And when she missed, I wanted to punch her. I wanted to punch her. You know, you know, the you know rage. That, you know that MJ Doc, that guy who beat him in the coins. That's how she yeah. was doing with her shoulders. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, and then as we were watching, and I was just so I was so, I was close to crying, and then. As he was coming up, she said, and uh, Terry looks like he's going to miss. And I was like, oh, no, nah, he's not going to miss. Elite mentality. Mm. He planned it perfectly. He's taking the fifth penalty. Blah, 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 blah. When he slipped and missed. Fab. I was Fab. so ecstatic, man. And again, if he'd maybe taken like the fourth or the third penalty, but he wanted to be the one to take the penalty that yeah. Chelsea would win with. So there you go, uh, Tezza. But anyway, cool. So we're going through, going through, going through. And then again, believe it or not, when Anelka was walking up, she was like, he looks like he's going to miss. <laughs> and he missed. And he missed as well. I'm going to text her still, man. Yeah, tell, <laughs> her, tell, her, tell, her, tell her what's the latest lottery numbers. You, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you get that. I know, hard to believe, but she actually predicted something about the three of them in their walk-ups or whatever. Because I was watching it, I was like, Ronaldo just looked like he looked nervous, didn't it? He looked nervous, yeah. but I was like, Ronaldo, man, he slops mm. these calmly again. Terry looked like he was not like he wanted it too much, you know. Them yeah. once said when you want it too much, mm. that's, how, that's how Terry looked, man. So, yeah, shout out my aunt, man, and shout out the guys for coming through. Uh, if we if we hadn't won it, would he have considered it? I think when he got his 42 goals, think about it, 42 goals that we made this, let's say, so let's map it out, would have lost it to Chelsea. 
then we'd have played again, we would have probably got to the final again, same way. I think a lot of the time, when it came to going toe-to-toe with top teams, Fergie always went down a cautious route, or he always yeah. he didn't want it to be an open game where this could go any, any sort of way. Now, let's have a professional performance, and we'll play it out that way, because remember, what... Yeah, let's have a professional performance and we'll play it out that way. Who was holding? I'm trying to remember something. Did we have an opportunity to win a treble one season? Yep, that season we lost to Portsmouth in the FA Cup quarterfinal. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely battered them. And True. then Dan Desar got injured, Kushak got sent off, so Ferdinand had to go and goal for the penalty. And they yes, scored it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, David James, that game. God, God said, "God said you guys can't do it, man." This, imagine, imagine if we won two trebles, nobody could ever, like, ever. That that team deserved to win. That team deserved to win the treble because that that quarterfinal, that quarterfinal was ridiculous. I, I was so close to saying that was a match fixing because it was like David James was on. Nah, David James basically he made like ten saves. Ever hit the post? I, I, I think that two players hit. Two other players hit the post. Like, it was ridiculous. Like it was, mm. it was a proper smash and grab. And yeah, that that oh, one, was, that one was annoying, man. Because I actually thought we was gonna do the tre- treble as well. Mm, but, yeah. So then we went into the next season. We got to Champions League final again. Fergie went. Uh, he did the Ronaldo up top thing. Ronaldo up top, and then Rooney yeah. shunted out to the left. Rooney did the dog work. But the thing is, like, Arsenal even let you get the ball. So, Ronaldo, I think we had a couple of chances in the first 10 minutes of that the final. First, the and first then, 10 minutes, we actually done really well. And then but nothing. The, and then nothing. But and then then the problem is, is that I think um, he, didn't, he, he didn't play skulls because he wanted legs in midfield. So, he started. Mm. At, I think he started Anderson and he played Park. There was no Tevez. So, he tried to go for legs. But then you have to have ballers when you're playing, but ballers and bang. legs. But if I have to choose one over the other, ballers. Yeah. Like yeah. Pep was like, I remember they asked Pep about it in hand signs. Like when I saw no skulls, I was like, all right then. Because yeah. remember, they man talk about skulls like he's some football god. Like <laughs> yeah. so there's like when it was like when they saw no skulls, all right then. Like we bring him part G Sun, we'll run rings around him. I remember you know, like gone. Joe was so funny is that I think for a while, I think under Pep, that was the game that they had the least possession in ever mm. it, it was weird because looking back at that game they proper done a number on us but they only had 51% per possession that game that's weird when I think about it in the side a classic though hey. and I remember in the wasn't fitting it he had a fine he had a fine injury and he yeah. was just like to Pep I, I want to play bro like I literally like he literally hadn't played for time I want to play this final and then didn't play for months afterwards I, I want to play, bro. And he just came on. He just came out and he did a madness. He did an absolute madness, man. Um, United are unlucky, man. You like literally unlucky because that's the yeah. team ever. Like you came, ac- you came across the, ga- the greatest team ever twice in two finals. Re- Re- in two on. finals, spazzed on, finals. Finals. Spazzed on both times, and you got spazzed on both times. Really and truly, any other team, you win three Champions Leagues. Yeah, that's the only that's the only team that was better than us in that period. Only fam, yeah. imagine only ever the team that was better than and us. And then even even the season that they didn't win it, our best player got injured, and mm. then Bayern not not knocked us out. That. Oh, <sighs> that if not for that, if not for that, we would have. I don't care. We were better 
than that inter team. Yeah, we were better yeah, than that inter team. Yeah, we were definitely 100%. better than that inter team. And that was a than... that was a grafting season from Rooney. Rooney was getting it out the yeah. mud. Like if Rooney had won that, CL, no, there's no slander on his oh, name. Firm, no slander firm. on him. If he, he won a... the CL and Premier League by itself, he's the greatest oh, player of all time. <laughs> so that's that's the bigger ramification. Ronaldo, us winning that Champions League, that's what that's the ramification it had. Rooney not going down as the greatest ever. That's the yeah. ramification. I think she would have cut. I think listen, any player who comes from the continent, for them, the dream is always gonna be a Real Madrid or Barcelona. Mm. These are the teams that they grew up watching. These are the teams that their heroes tended to play for. So once Ronaldo ascended to that superstar level, it was only a matter of time. You couldn't keep a man like him in Manchester, in it. He was gonna it was going to be a Barcelona or a Real Madrid. I think Barcelona were actually linked with him first, if I remember yeah, correctly. Uh, it was... So, I remember after the World Cup, when he done when Rooney done the stamp, Yeah, Ronaldo came out and said, um, because he was getting all this stuff in the media, he said, ah, oh, Gil and Ferguson weren't protecting me, so all I want to do is leave. And he said, all, all, all I want to do is go to Barcelona or, or Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, 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 so he, he, he actually... Did, it's mad because think they think about it now, you think that he was just headstrong on Real Madrid. That's what I mean. Nah, B, he just wanted to go to Spain. He just wanted to go to Barcelona and Real Madrid and just of become course, a l- legend. Imagine if he'd gone to Barca. That would have been... That, would you, that's would, they have both, would they have both still hit the heights, do you think? <sighs> but Ronaldo, know, R- Ronaldo would have left. Ronaldo would have left. Yeah, Ronaldo would have left because... <laughs> Ultimately, ultimately, because of the two characters, it would have had to be one person's team. Yeah, similar to what, like how Neymar, Neymar left. Was, yeah. Especially, it would have been a Neymar situation. It would have to be one person's team, and if you're that guy, do you know what I mean, mm. like, would he have gone? Because he, he would have gone taken City. three kicks. He would like, have gone you know, to Man City. Like, I think he would have f- brought him back. No so. way he would have went City, man. No way he would have went. City. He would have gone to Man City. That guy, sh- that guy's shameless. Yeah, at that time, at that time, it, it could have been a possibility, bro. That but, guy uh, is At that time, it could have been a possibility. He probably could have gone City. Still. That, that would have left is... us with no CLs, and he would have gone City. Wow. Jesus. I'm glad things turned out the way they did. Hey, <laughs> like I said, for that real, Jesus, is... for real, man. Jesus is that Lord, boy. Is oh, I just wanted to really touch on, did you see uh, that um, the article about the other day regarding Di Maria's wife talking about United? Still. Yeah. Still, bro. Every fam. year they're coming out to diss the team. Bro, just it makes go, me bro. think, yeah, that they hated, they hated Manchester, bro. They, they kill, that's uh, why we're Latin killers, man. They struggle to adjust to it. Yeah, Because yeah. even a city like Paris, yeah, it's mm. like the temp- temperature and the climate are not too dissimilar from England. Yeah, but it's got the culture in it. It's got yeah. the fashion. In it. Paris is sexy, so you can yeah. do a Paris. Man, you're stuck yeah. in Chester, like. What are you doing in Chester? <laughs> what are you man? doing in Chester? It's <laughs> true, man. Doing, like, nothing out there, Manchester, man. yeah, that place is just red. <laughs> It's red. Like it's an old school, old school English city, and yeah, yeah like it's, it's, it's more modern than than like some of the other cities and whatever. But when you're a foreign player, you want you want to you just want to walk out your house and then walk down to Gucci. Like yeah. you don't want to have to Germany you know, all no this other there. stuff. You want <laughs> have to, you, you want to have There's you know the French restaurants. And, you know what I mean, you want to fam. Like even when you're in London, you can go to the nice French restaurants. And that when you're exactly. in Manchester, you're in Chester, you're in Chester, you're in Chester because like you have to live quay out because you don't want to live near everybody else. So mm. now you have to drive in or drive. You know, mean like it's yeah so I, I kind of understand it but yeah now nah, she was dissing us in the media man just when like Di Maria said when Di Maria said that um 
that he 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 he's potentially gonna go um, uh, United. She was talking shit like impossible. Like she she was basically should rather die than than come to Manchester or whatever. It's peak. And that's so, how it is for all of it's, them. It's, yeah, man. It's a matter of time before any of them. Like, I'm surprised Aguero lasted so long here. I'm surprised David Silva lasted so long here because you're coming from hot, yeah, nice, true, warm man. climates, man. And most of them don't even bother to learn the language. So you're coming from nice, warm climates where um, people speak the same language as you. The food, the culture is the same. Mm. So you're coming to cold Britain, not even like uh, London, where London, you have little pockets of different communities. So you yeah. can find the community. There's a Portuguese community in London. Yeah. The yeah, Argentine yeah, yeah. community. You can find little pockets of communities where your wife Manchester? can make friends. Nah. <laughs> Manchester? Manchester? <laughs> Nah. Yeah, 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 so you could, nah. you can, you could, you can do it living in London. Um, you can do it living in London. You can stay a lot longer, but when you're out in the sticks, nah, 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 it's not happening. So that's an interesting yeah. what if. I think the only real weakness—I don't call it a weakness—but the only clear tactic that really worked with Pep's team was you had to press them more. You have to press them. Yeah, you have to press them more. You have to think about. You have to think about our team as well. Yeah, at that time, yeah, I just don't know how we was winning because when it come to, I saw, I saw the the way how the game was changing in regards to like the more physical PMP type of type of team, and we mm. didn't really have that too tough in like the middle and the yeah, center the middle areas was where our, you actually our, needed that. Yeah, that was and, our soft underbelly. Yeah, and that was weird. And I was thinking, how did we get to a final with these men? Because really and truly, like, you needed a bit of... Like, that's why Chelsea really and truly were doing us. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Just because of the... You know what I mean? The, the we didn't have Fletcher you know I mean? in that so, game as well. We didn't yeah. have Fletcher in that game yeah. as well. Fletcher, Fletcher was a big miss. Mm. You need power and tech. PMP and tech, Yeah, see, see it makes sense because Har- Hargreaves wasn't there, Fletcher wasn't there. So then, like, those legs that... Ferguson would normally rely re- 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 on who was like they're not there but he still need legs so that, that's why I put in Anson and, and Park it's like oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, you understand yeah. you understand why he did it yeah. but it's tough even I think yeah. the 2011 final was more painful when I saw Hernandez I was like forget it already when I nah, saw Hernandez you know what? <laughs> I remember I think we discussed this back in the day before because I always whenever I think of it it makes me sick and you're always like nah 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 I can see what he was doing so speak on it do you know what I don't like that final was it wasn't even that, like, because I knew we were crap then. I, I knew that. I knew that Barcelona were the better team. So I was going in like a proper underdog thinking, if we somehow do, if we just sit back a bit and do, like... But it was mm. just the same pattern again. But it's just that Barcelona just were even worse in the, mm. in like the last 80 minutes. The first 10 minutes, we were doing decent, mm. like, pressing a bit high. After that, that that's one of the worst beat beatings I've ever seen in my, my, my life. It could have been like six or seven. I swear to you. Yeah, I remember. Man, I was, was in a, uni. They, they, they absolutely destroyed us, man. Yeah, I was in uni and I was watching it at um on, on campus in the bar and there was these packs. I was with my good friend. Um, we were watching it and like, yeah, okay, they're popping us. And then one nil. Oh shit, Barcelona! What can you do, like Pedro, yeah. whatever? Bam! Then we made it one one with Rooney. I was like, let's go, let's go, cool. Then. Just wave after wave of poppins, 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 poppins. Really, poppins, poppins. Really and, and I'm looking at him. It was hard as well. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, yeah, really yeah, good. That, that was a good goal. And then my friend just kept looking at me like, ah, it's a bit tight, you know? <laughs> I was just getting popped, boy. Messi was giving guys salads for fun. You're not meant to, uh, do you want a salad? No? Ah, right, cool. I'm going <laughs> to bring you back one later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And if we if we didn't win it and Ronaldo left, I reckon I reckon he would have still left when he left. But it would have just mm. he wouldn't have had the complete set, and then he would have just went to Real Madrid and had the same career that he had still. I think that's the big um, the, the big difference. What would it have meant for us? I don't know. We just we haven't got our recruitment right for so long, man. When you look at the quality we had in that team, when you look at the quality that we had in that team, players that we brought in from youth and we we built up, players that we signed domestically, players that we signed from other big teams, it had the perfect balance. Players that were less heralded and they developed like Vidic's and Evers. Like it just mm-hmm. had the perfect balance of all the sorts of players that you need. You, then you had the homegrown proper players like your your, your Rios, your your Carricks, your Scholeses, who Rooney, your Rooney's, who understood the club, who understood playing in England. You had the perfect blend. You look at what we have now. It, it's tough, man. It's tough. We just haven't got it right for so long. For so for so me, long, I man. feel like there's two there's there's two players, yeah. Mm. In, in my opinion, that are available that can restore the feeling. Go on. And for me, it'd be Thomas Partey, and yeah. it'd be Jack Grealish. Those two players, in my opinion, are players that the way how I look at this team are missing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you know what I mean they're missing they're missing the grit they're missing a bit of the physical edge a bit of the PMP a bit of the defensive mindedness mm. a bit of the you know the, the spark do you know what I mean again as I said like respect loved love Jaden Sancho or whatever but I just don't, like I could go another season without Jaden Sancho like, really I could go once, could you yeah. so what, would you play what Greenwood just, on the just, right yeah, just just for the fact, just for the fact of having Bruno and Pogba, that's the only reason I'd say that. Okay. Like, I feel like we would be able to use Martial, Rashford, uh, uh, Pogba, and Bruno, and we can ball out with them four. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Okay. I feel like having another physical player in midfield. We've when was the last time we had three big players in midfield, and they were all good. Never. Yeah, it's this, it's this era we're we're talking about now. Yeah, Fam, yeah. And, and and this is this is what I'm trying to say. Like we've always been missing somebody. We've always been missing something. It's it's criminal. Like Man United. Like we've always been missing a midfielder. Midfielder. We've maybe had one, and then haven't had the defensive guy. Mm-hmm. Or we maybe had so call someone's more defensive, and we haven't had this guy. And do you know what I mean? Like, remember, it was the whole thing where ah, uh, we still haven't done it. But remember, everybody used to say we haven't replaced Roy Keane. Yeah, mm. imagine people still say we still haven't replaced Roy Keane mm. and Roy Keane's position is still needed like you need somebody in there you need somebody Thomas Partey basically you need somebody in there that's going to win the ball that's, that can punch passes through and that's, that's the type of player that you can, like, I look at and say alright cool obviously he's not like Roy Keane. I feel like technically way better but that player that's going to win the ball that's going to push passes through that loves defending in front of the back four I feel like that's a player that we're needed and yeah we've got Fred and McTominay whatever but if we're being serious if Manchester United want to win things like the Champions League yeah and things like that we need to pattern up when you look at the squads that say like Bayern look at their squad absolutely unreal from back to front those are the players those are the teams that you're going to be coming up against I don't want to be in the Champions League and Look at look at our back. Look like look at our team, man. Like it's it's half there. It's like it's half there. Like I don't want to be in the Champions League being half there and then get pammed five one. Like how Spurs got pammed against Bayern and that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, how embarrassing is that? But do you know what? It's like I remember when we were half there under Fergie as well, and then we got knocked out of the group stages in the Champions League. It was weird because that was bef- that was just before we got Evra and Vidic, I think, and like yeah. those two were. Like those those two signings are 
like the impact they had was that's what I'm saying that's why I said two signings I just think we're two signings away from okay being competent because like even this season kind of gave me a bit of hope because when I was looking at the team and you've got to think about uh, no Pogba for for 99.9% of the team uh, for the uh, the season Bruno for five games Martial and Rashford only played what maybe 10 games to get together and we're touching in distance from fourth. Yes, everybody has been rubbish, but still, let's not underplay that. Do you know what I mean? We really only ever had one or two players on the field of quality. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? So for me, when I look at it and I look at the team and I think, fam, imagine everybody just stays fit. That's a guarantee. Yeah. I think the, 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 third, the third player I'd want is a dominant defender. I don't think we have a dominant defender. I know you're, yeah. you're a Harry Maguire fan, so you probably disagree. No, but if I'm being serious, like no agendas, yeah, I don't mm. feel, I don't think like the midfield, uh, I don't feel like the defence is that bad. I feel that the biggest issue has always been the person in front of the defence. And yeah. as you see, when Matic come in, yeah, that's we'll stable. stable. We went on that run. We went on that run. You say so that, I but the thing like is, yeah, when you play the top teams, you're invariably going to be caught out one-on-one at some point. Mm-hmm. Eventually, yeah, and when you're even watching back these classic games, you're looking at, we were watching most of these games where you have at least one, most of the time, two top defenders playing, and you're looking at times they look shaky because the thing is, when people like to go back and they show highlights of a top defender getting dubs, they're like, oh, he wasn't as good as you think. For me, the advantage for the most time is always to the attacker anyway, in terms mm-hmm. of when you're, you're in a one-on-one situation. So I don't care who you are. You could be Nesta, you could be Rio, you could be Terry, you could be Van Dyke, you can be anybody. Like, you will get dubs at times. You will get dubs at times by top, by top um, attackers. So when I look at Lindelof and Maguire... Neither hey, Lindelof of them. Is, Lindelof hey. cannot be. Lindelof, I don't think can start for a team that's going to win the league. I don't think he, he can't. Get away with, he, he you can't, can't get. You can't. You can't get away with a Lindelof. I don't think you can have any weak, weak pieces. I think the team you mentioned, add a Partey who's dominant all round central midfielder, and you add a Grealish. Okay, that will improve us definitely. But that defense, until we have, boy, man, I'm looking at Eric Bayer. But until you have a partnership. <laughs> Bayi could Bayi could be it, but he's just, he he just can't stay fit. He's just he can't stay fit, and he's he's mad. I think we love him yeah. for his madness. But I, I don't see him the, calming down till he's like 30, 31. Like, okay, the, come on, the, Eric. Now it's time for you. You've got a few the kids thing now. Is, yeah. You know, like be responsible. I mean, you to me, you could say the same thing about Vivic as well. Like he 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 was absolutely cr- crazy as well. But good shout, I, good shout. I, I actually think it can it, it, it can be harnessed in the right way. I mm. just cannot. The problem I have. With, with the defence it's just that with someone like Maguire it's just that he has such a big weakness in his just lack of mobility we have to cover f- f- for it so that yeah. means a defence midfielder that has to be amazingly m- m- no, m- mobile mm. and then our, and then our left back has to be safe because M- M- Maguire's going to play on the, on, on the left yep. hand side left and, channels yeah yeah you're right and like right. sure He's done a bit better, but look, that guy yeah. won't won't trick me anymore. Until we prove the first <laughs> season, like I, I don't care. But yeah. it's like that 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 left back position, like it's just that like, that's the thing that pisses me off, Maguire. It's not so so much him. He's decent enough. Now like, he's decent enough. It's just that the problems he gives like to other the ramifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so annoying. It's so the weaknesses mean that other players have to be even better to cover yeah. for your to cover for it's, your weaknesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Like, I hear you. but I mean, in terms of defense, I do think protection is the most important thing because I think the biggest problem, the big, biggest problem in our team was the fact that 
we couldn't protect our, our defence and we couldn't feed our attack. Mm. So it was just... That does a lot. Bruno, Party, Pogba, you're talking about yeah. chances upon chances. Building from, the, you, building from the and back. And you have Grealish as well, who's addition to that. Like, for me, Sebi's right. But the thing I like about Grealish is that his personality, I really love his personality. Like, main man, you, main man. Yeah, he has that main man personality, which coming into a team you need to have. Because as much as, as you say it, even in big games, like at, as a team this season, we've done decent. But I've only seen one performance where I've seen a player, a big game player. And that was, and that was Rashford versus Spurs. Yeah. And like that was a proper, like an old school throwback, big game, big game performance. Like we need more of that. Like mm. even Pogba. Is that main, is that, that main man? Done. Give me more of that. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say interject something funny. It's so it's so sick that you brought up this point, yeah, because yeah. obviously it's just FIFA in that year. Yeah. But I was playing FIFA and I bought Grealish on my team, and I put Pogba as my captain in it, yeah. And my assistant had a word is like, "Fam, you sure you want to put Pogba as a captain?" He said, "Oh, I suggest give it to Jack Grealish. He's got he's got the captain trait." I was like, "Cool, oh, man's gonna give doing... it. To, man's gonna give." Let's gonna give it to Jack still. I think you know. <laughs> I think you're not doing Pogba a disservice somewhat, though. I think no, 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 no. no. I like, think, funny, no, I, I think I, Pogba is a leader. I just don't think he's captain uh, material. I also, think, okay, what's yeah. the difference to you? Interesting. The difference, like, like, the difference like to me British. is that Pogba can be, Pogba can be like an additional voice. I, I think he'll be. A, I think he's a good additional voice. I think in a team of great players him as like a leader that's fine so like for France that is fine but with us I, I don't think we have enough big players or big names where he can be the main one I think it needs more personality because I, I, the thing is we, 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 the thing is we with Pogba is that he's never really had to graft to get anywhere he's been so good that he's this just been life, a top yeah. player with someone like Grealish like even though he's been sick like he he's had his space had setbacks which means he had to go up to relegate to pay for a Yeah, it's that mentality that the youth's got mentality, and then you think that's what makes a captain, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. On top of that, yeah, on top of that, you got to think about, yeah, like for me, like don't get me wrong, like, um, like I definitely think Pogba absolutely world class on his day, but there's a lot of game where he coasts. And yeah. the reason why we give him excuses because even coasting, he's better than the rest of the players that are out there. But yeah. relatively, it's still not good enough. Do you know what I mean? You're coasting and yeah, you're able to do a few dubs and play a good pass. And maybe, maybe you've set up a few players and they haven't they haven't finished those chances and whatever. But all general, but his all around general play is very, very lax to days ago, especially when you're losing as well. I don't see I don't see him grabbing the game when you're losing. Ah, I think yeah. you're doing him a disservice. No, no, no. I, don't, I don't see it, man. He, I don't see it, man. He he does it. He does it very few times. So I can remember a game versus Newcastle. We were two 0 down. That game, he he he's done it before. I mean, I'm uh, not going to mention. And he done it. And he done it against. He done it against Watford uh, when he come on this season. But yeah, obviously, yeah, we didn't Watford, we didn't capitalize. We we lost. Spurs Spurs semi final FA Cup. He done it as well. That City. City? Game, I'm not, no, no. He, he, why aren't you giving? Why aren't you giving no, it? That, him? that, that one, Siggy. What? Because <laughs> he he scored. He scored two goals, but Sanchez yeah. Sanchez was actually though the one who who actually dragged us back into that match. The catalyst, yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting, interesting. But, but I think with I think what Sebi's saying is like because I think with players like 
Pogba and Martial, when you're when you're losing like that a bit that thing to a coast is not good enough. And then with someone like Rashford as well, when he tries too hard, he becomes terrible. So like I think when you have players like Bruno and someone like Party and Greedish who like they they were able to like demand they were able to demand from other players and they can still cope with the ability to like actually perform at that level because like the problem mm-hmm. that I have with United, like the problem I have with the United team, when it's like when it's like tough periods in games here, we rarely ever like overcome it properly. Like fam, it's not fam. It's just like in in like doubt in like especially against small teams in like when the chips are down versus small teams, you just need something that can just spark someone into life. Like, there's been so many times last season where we need it from Rashford and Martial, and it is unfair on them because they are still quite young. But, like, we need those type, we need those type of players. And, like, someone like Bruno, like, we've seen at, at Sporting, let's hope he can, he can do it at United. Grealish, we've seen it with Villa. And, I mean, party, like, he has that ability to do it because, like, the just being being able to play in a in a Simeone team, your 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 backs are against. <laughs> Cojones, the, Cojones, bro. Yeah, your backs you're, are against. You're one up, action, you know, eleven so, percent possession, you know. So, so you have to you have to be able to play. So, like, I think with us, the mentality is like that's one thing that we need to install. Like, that's the watching that old United team and this team. That's the biggest difference. But that's, mentality. What, that's what Oli is trying to do, though, and that's why, it like, is. Uh, he he, he is, always he always sp- speaks about characters, isn't it? He always talks yeah. about characters. He always talks about the right profile players that want to be here. And obviously, sometimes his wording is a bit funny and it's a bit Brexit-ish. But all it does is just reminds me of Fergie because Fergie was definitely he was definitely a person that you know. Of course. You know, okay, sometimes he'd he'd turn a blind eye to the character if he thinks the player's going to be special. However, mm-hmm. his base was character, core British mentality, and it's more so as a psychological thing. These managers are smart. They're not just saying British mentality because they run hard. It's like historically British people, British bulldogs. He looks at yeah. that, he applies that to football, and that's how he kind of builds his base on cool. These players are gonna run through brick walls, number one. And yes, number two, they are technically gifted, they can ball, but the mentality is one of the most important things, if not the most important. Oh yeah, of course. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think just in terms of what we need, like I actually do think you're right. Two players can get us, can get can can definitely get us somewhere because yeah, yeah. we because we because we we've seen it with Liverpool like all they needed was Allison and Van Dijk change the whole team change the whole whole team. But you hope hopefully we have well obviously this is probably not the summer to expect big money signings but hopefully we can get get the, those two players um that will that will do that for us and I think I uh, remember just to to close up on this little segment which I've quite enjoyed um. I think there's a pod we were talking and you were talking about Fabian Delph, um, Seb, in terms of him coming to City and he came, he was a captain at his previous club. And you got him in you got him in in the dressing room like telling big man like Yaya Torre like like, pull it to like come on, lads, bring it together. And they listen because it's a it's a mentality thing and it's an approach to your craft that it doesn't really matter where you come from. It just resonates and people respond to it. And it's Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You could have been the captain at 
Burry or you could have been a captain at Manchester United. Obviously, Thanks. if you're coming from Burry, you may not necessarily have the respect in the dressing room. But when you conduct yourself a certain way, people respect you and they, you know, they take you for your word. And, and that's, a, that's a big part of being a captain. So, uh, next question is from Wade Wills. How much of a difference do you think Hargreaves made when we bought him? Guy had glass legs, but personally, I think he made a big impact for the one-two seasons he played. What do you lot think? I, the, I, I loved him, man. Yeah, I think was, that was one of the sad, one of the sad things. I think when Fergie called him his worst ever signing, I thought that was that was that, deep, that was man. Really harsh. That was deep I, from that was deep from Fergie. I think there was that frustration, and I think sometimes with uh, managers, there's a feeling that the player is um is partly in their head, and yeah. maybe so, and maybe there's a hesitance from him to play injured as well. Because we yeah. know a lot of players play injured, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, just inject him or just um, wrap him up, wrap him up tight and just see out the 90 minutes. And I, I could see Hargreaves being a player who's like, now I've had injury issues. I'm going to, if I'm not 100%, I'm not going to play. Mm-hmm. And that Robin Fergie up the wrong way. Again, we're talking about that British mentality. He was what, Canadian, then raised in Germany. So Mini. Yeah, so he, he's, he's a bit more, you know, He's a bit more different in in, in regards yeah. to that. So, oh, but when he played, there, when what he played, I thought he was brilliant, man. I thought he was so so him. good. I thought he was so I, so good. And him that. and him getting injured and us not having him—that was another big loss for us. Because how? Yeah. Let me let me go back to the 2012 final. Hargreaves was 27, and yeah. how much did he play after that? I don't think he, he played just, very. Let me no, go. Let sick. me check. No, I think he played one or two games. Because he left in 2011, mm. and then he was definitely out for a complete season. Yeah. Oh, my days, you're right. So that was 07 08 season. He played 23, 23 games in the Prem, 34 all comps. 08 09, he played two games in the Prem, three all comps. 09 010, he played one game. 10 yep. 11, he played one game. I remember game. that. I was rattled by that. Yeah. Middle. I was so yeah. rattled by Again, that. Again, that was a big, big loss for us. Losing Bam, him. Because Losing like, him because he was a natural to come into that midfield and, and dominate. He had that, maybe not necessarily a leader, but that kind of approach. He wasn't necessarily yeah. British Bulldog in his personality, but how he played on the pitch. I remember people didn't like him. People didn't like him and people used to be like, why is he getting picked for the English team? He's not even English, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then it was a 2006 World Cup where Portugal played played his heart out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played that, his heart that, out. That, that, that Portugal game, he was incredible, man. He, he was the only man. player who Four left... Off. He was the only player who left with their reputation improved from the team. Mm-hmm. And he just and after that, people just started to respect him. But mm-hmm. I remember when they were talking about him at Bayern when he was coming through like this year, we just saw this small British kid from Canada who did the basics really well. Technically mm-hmm. solid, intelligent. And yeah, he just kind of went from strength to strength. Remember his free kick against Arsenal? Yeah, oh, he was that free kick, kick, man. That was hot. That's the thing, big man. He had he so was a big, much big lump. Had so much in his locker, man, and that, and that's what that's 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 what United need to get back to. Like it's like it's so long. Like we've just had players that just have like one trait. Like mm. we need like complete midfielders. We need complete players. Like again, like I remember we've had this debate on on this podcast and on the main podcast, and we're like, oh, we need a controller. And sometimes people mention Pogba, and people say, no, Pogba's not a controller. That's the biggest. That's the issue. The issue is 
we need a controller in the midfield. Yes, we've got a player that has X factor and he's unreal and he's going to be in the final third doing an absolute madness. But we need somebody to win the ball. We need somebody to control the ball. We need somebody that is just going to keep things ticking. Like over the course of the setup. game, just keep yeah, yeah just keep the that's, game that's, like hold on, hold on, like lads. Okay, they're getting they're getting into it. Like, I think Elijah mentioned the difficult parts of games. Somebody's good. Okay, lads. Hogbar, I need you to just sit for a bit, yeah? For the next five minutes. Don't make too many runs because we just need to hold down the midfield and stop them getting their confidence because they're able to get through us and get through to the defence. So we're going to hold it down for a bit and then we start. We build again. We build basics, again. Basics, man. That's literally basics, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just basics of, of like constructing your team, constructing your midfield and it's what we don't have. We've like, it's, it's like we built the car. We started with the the shiny new bonnet and, mm. you know, and whatever. We ain't got everything Coast, we ain't got the chassis, we ain't got the wheels, we've just got some bonnet, and we just got the engine without the wheels, without nothing. Like, I mean, it, it, it just makes no sense because, again, as I said, Pogba, wonderful player, but no temp, no tempo set it What does it mean? Like, it doesn't mean yeah. anything. You have to put your pieces together to get the best out of, of all the players. Exactly. So, I've got a question myself off the back of this question. Mm. So, thinking about uh, let's say from around Hargreaves' time up until now. What would you say, which five players would you say have been the biggest disappointments? That can be for uh, injuries, getting sold too soon, not fulfilling their potential. So let's not include Hargreaves, but if you could name five players who, and you guys can name them, it may mean that we end up with 10 because you both named five each, or it could be players are shared because you both got them on your list. But what five players would you say have been the biggest disappointment watching Manchester United for the last 10, 12 years? Uh, my first two is Demir and Farquhar. Number those those two. Okay, Di Maria, yes. Why Falcao though? Falcao was coming off a serious injury. He was and coming off a serious. They're gone. It was coming off a serious injury, but it was more so my like kind of like expectations of him because I think like even with a serious injury as a striker, like you are still able to bag goals. Like world class strikers, yeah, can still bag goals unfit. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like. Like, you know that in and around the box, they can still do a madness. But some of the basics were lacking from him, which was interesting. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, I don't expect him, I didn't expect him to score 30 goals or whatever. But, like, his control, some of the things like that were, were, were really lacking. And then also, you also play that into, so you play yourself into match fitness, which is fine, whatever. So I expect towards the middle or the end of the season, or do you know what I mean? To, to the middle or the end of your time, sorry, that things start to improve. But he looked exactly the same as his first game. Do you know what I mean? So you that's know what? what the, that, okay, you know. Falcao, interesting. The thing about Falcao, I think I always had this thing in my head that to be a top world class striker, you have to have the ability to like do magic out of anywhere. And mm. I think he was the even though he could do this, he was the only one in my head who was a bit of an exception to the rule where he was just like a, a super fox in the box. Like, I feel mm. like when you look at, um, like, you compare, like, quality strikers now to, like, their, their predecessors, you have to have more about your game. But he was a bit more of a throwback striker. But when you look, when, when, you, when, you, when you look at him, yeah, when he was with us, he wasn't sharp because he was coming off injury, but he was still making the runs. He was still making the runs, which is, why I'm, not, which is, which I'm, which is why I'm not surprised yeah, that that's after I... a few years and he recovered and he got his confidence back, he mm. managed to have prolific scoring season. Yeah, I no, think that there had to be that period of us having faith in him and allowing mm. him to get back to his best. I think, did he, did he score us for a goal for us maybe after like a few games? Or did yeah, he, no, did... he scored versus... 
Everton, which he, uh, that was his, I think that was, that was the start of October. So that would have been like his third or fourth game. Yeah. But he, but um, to be fair, he, start, he started off pretty decent. Like he was making the runs and like even versus Leicester, the first goal we scored, which Van Persie scored, he done an amazing cross. Mm. So I kind of disagree in the, in the fact that he was a super fox in the box because I think he did have the ability to do like insane magic out of nothing. I just think at United and then at Chelsea, he, he just, he, the sharpness wasn't there. The mm. sharpness wasn't there. The, 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 the confidence was gone. And then as soon as, soon, as, soon as he went, we went back to Monaco, he, he, he just found it again. It was like he'd recovered. He's had a year of recovery. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I've seen Fox in the Box isn't necessarily doing him justice because he did do mad things. He scored, like, chips with his left foot. He chips, beat players. Uh, but, but there was, uh, kicks. Yeah, there was something I can't... Maybe it was more present when I was watching him back then, but there was a, there was a discussion. There was something that he lacked to me that separated him from the other, other top guys of that I era. Think... Which is, I had him world-class, but he was a different kind of world-class striker, different from what my usual was. It's been a while, so I can't remember exactly what it was about him. But cool, Greg, uh, Sebi, you had Falcao and Di Maria. Elijah, do you have? Uh, do you agree with any of those, or do you have a I couple mean, of names? Di Maria, yes. Falcao, no, because it's like I didn't really expect him to stay longer than a year. To be fair, cool. so it was like really, I mean, yeah, nah. I, I Mercenary things, yeah. Because no. That and plus Van Harwin, that guy's crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> there was no way there was no way he'll stay in more than a year. Um, I think the the biggest disappointment for me would have been is Jones. But I thought it's Phil Jones. Yeah, yeah, Jones is the biggest disappointment for me. Fergie has blown out his hands. So nah, Jones, uh, would you, do you think Jones he would have had a different career if Fergie stayed? No. I don't know, man. I don't think he no. had it. Because do you know what? Should I tell you that's part should I tell you why Fergie's partly to blame? Because, well, Fergie isn't partly to blame, but he is because it's weird because when Phil Jones come, obviously we had an immense centre back partnership. So you have to think he was just fitting in angles. So one time he's playing right back, he's playing DM. I feel like at that age, you're supposed to be a centre back, you're supposed to learn your craft there. So you're supposed to come in, you know. Ferdinand comes off or Vidic comes off 70th minute Jones is coming on do you know what I mean you're learning the game you're building it from there I feel like being placed everywhere and not knowing where you're well everybody says yeah it's going to be England's next best centre back or whatever but being placed centre mid and being told to do this and then being placed right back and being told to do this I feel like eventually that's kind of maybe what's you know led to what he's doing now because that was his learning stage in my opinion learning the Prem learning, you know, what it's like to be at a top level and then you're getting thrown in and because you had a leap PMP at that age, you're playing CDM and you're playing right back. So, uh, so for me, I feel like that's kind of, that kind of hindered him, but maybe not. That's just a theory of mine. Do you, do you know what's so weird with Jones? He has always reminded me of company. And with, with company is that he started off playing centre-minute as well. Yeah. And he was very... He was very rash as well. He he always used to get injured as well, and he had he, he you could see there was a good sense the back in there, and he had loads of Billy athleticism. He he could really do it all, but then the injuries were curtailing him, and then that's even that's even the reason why he moved to City because he was like company from a young age was was touted to be a top player, yeah. but then 
going to City at that time was because he had injuries and like he didn't really hit hit, hit the heights he should have at um at Andalus. So in terms of the rashness and just the like just the front foot defending, just the just the intensity, like to me they're very similar. The thing is with Jones is that he's just so fucking dumb, and that is all it is. He's an absolute idiot, and he had no temperament. He, not, he, he had no coordination with his body, and it was just. Was he, he always was so, like that? Because when I'm thinking back to Jones, yeah, first season, I remember him bombing down the right wing, and his yeah. P and P was absolutely mental. It was absolutely he, mental. And I remember he, when Fergie was leaving, he was like, "Oh, I know, um, I know you lot are like calling out this team, saying it's not a great team, blah mm. blah 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 blah." But you're looking at Phil Jones. He can go on to be a legend here. He can go on mm. to be one of the best we've ever had, mm. and. We had such high hopes for him. Like you could see the rashness, but that PMP, exactly the things that that front foot defending, you could see him dominating. Um, uh, maybe, maybe because he was playing in those kind of, I wouldn't even call DM necessarily a periphery position, but because he wasn't like a bigger character on the pitch, and because because he was young, we almost kind of ignored the faults in his game. But, yeah, yeah, I don't he, know, nah, man. He, it was mad. He, he, he is the big because he he should because even in even in the games that he's played well for us, he mm. looks an incredible defender. Like, back, I think that run we had with him and Smalling under Van Gaal, he looked incredible. That run mm. with him him and Rojo under Mourinho looked amazing. Like, yeah. but he just, he's just such a disappointment. Like, he's, like he's number one biggest disappointment for me because, he's like, he's one, just, yeah. like, him, Di Maria, Schneider in fucking disappointment. Really? Big, big, big disappointment. Wait, Morgan took the piss. Why? But is, is, didn't he end up being what we thought he was, though? No. No, do, uh. do you know what? Do you know what? The problem with, the problem with Schneider is that I said it from before we got him. This guy cannot play DM for us because he, he, he can't pass for us. He can't pass for us. So I'm saying, what, what, like, the thing he's decent at is that he's not the best ball carrier, but he could be like a box-to-box like ball winner, but he cannot mm. be sitting deep and trying to do the character role for us. And mm. the games, the games he actually played best in for us was when we were playing more on the counter attack, where he had more space to move it in into. Because that is all he could do. Like, but he was <laughs> just so fucking disappointing. Like he was just he. The thing is, we talk about mentality. That guy didn't have it at all. He, mentally, the guy wasn't there, man. Like he, he could not, he could not cope being at a big club. And like even going to Everton, he looks scared to play at Everton right now. So, mm. boy, no mm. idea how he got the, the, that far. But yeah, boy, well, boy. well done uh, to him. Cool. Uh, who else have you got, Seb? Um, interesting. Who else would I say was a so we've got say, Di Maria, we've got I'd Phil Jones, say, we've got uh, yeah, we've got I'm, Schneiderlin, we've got Falcao. I'm going to have one more on the bench. On the bench, who 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 probably we can have a debate about. I'd say Adnan Yanazai. Interesting. Uh, I feel like Elijah probably has some some light to shed because I know yeah, that's a that's a large, Adnan, that's a Elijah's boy. He's, he's an Adnan fan to this day. So that's a Elijah's boy. But that that is he he's he's a huge disappointment as well. He's now nah, he's a massive disappointment because 
it's not it's it's one thing there being one man just saying like he started to coast, but it's like from but to Joyce, the reserve, the old reserve team manager, to Shell said it, Moy said it, Van Hal said it. That's like five guys have said that. As soon as he got into the first team, he just started to coast. Like he just didn't care, and it's like that guy has like the, the guy is so good. Like he's playing, he's he's like. He's so good. He's coasting and he's playing for Sociedad, who are a decent team, who are in who are in the top four right now, and he's literally just coasting along. And like even at the like, he's still able to get into the Belgium squad just by like he's a such a sick player. Like all all of, all of, all of them say is is all of them say is is him, Morrison, Gre- and Greenwood. Those guys are the top three that they've like seen at youth level. Like them three. And like to see where what it's become, disappointment. But ahead of him, I'm gonna have Shaw. Oh, okay. Go on. I'm, Speak on it. I'm gonna have Shaw because it's it's more of that Schneiderlin thing. I think he's the mentality has just been shocking, mm. absolutely shocking. And it's not it's not more so the mentality with coming back from the leg break that can do anyone. It's the fact that. When push came to shove, when it was time to earn his new contract chair, he yeah. done it. Straight after that, he just didn't care anymore. That's that, scary. That's scary. That, that, that is a calculated... That's a calculated laziness. I was then, like, I can do it if I want to. And then, as soon as he got dropped for Williams... Again. <laughs> he's back at it again. To me, that, that, that says... All, it, like, I, I, can't, I can't trust him. I can't trust yeah. him. I can't like it's the thing that makes it angry the most is that Mourinho was so right about him and I didn't want him to be right because he's mm. he's a criminal. But well, he was so, criminal, he was criminal so right. right, you know. A broke clock is right twice a day. Hey man, but yeah, sure for me is a big because as much as Yanis I had the talent and didn't make the grade, I think sure it's just I think there's something more sickening with what Shaw done. It, it, because it the is, fact is, is the laziness is generally sure. laziness. So, like, if Yanazai was at Real Madrid, he'd still be lazy. And yeah, Shaw sure like, can he... turn it on. Shaw sure, mm. sure, sure can turn it on. That's more so... sickening. That's more calculated. Yeah. That's almost yeah. like... It's crazy, though. It's crazy because you, you, you... To get to being a professional footballer, that's elite mentality because... Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, at that level, at that youth level, it's a rat race, man. And you're seeing your friends dropping off left, right and centre... Uh, not to mention the injuries that can come mm. and saw your development. So, to then get to this level... And then to not, it's, I can never say they don't have elite mentality because to make it as a professional footballer, you had to have had elite mentality. But I think I don't know. It's something. Of, I, I think when when we say elite mentality, I mean in comparison to other to fellow pros, fellow pros. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. In, in comparison to fellow pros, like he's the thing is like we people seem to forget that when he came to United as well, Van Hal had to put him on his own special training program because he, came, because he came back from the World Cup fat and then Hodgson even said that even at the World Cup he was still a bit overweight like that guy like there's something wrong with him there's something wrong do you think he got too much do you think he got too much too soon or do you think he would have been like this 100%. Yeah. I don't think he had the I don't think he had had the mentality for a top club. Like I feel like it's somebody that's definitely talented and he he he's always he I think he he's happy with 
you know, he was always happy with being talented and your, his natural ability, you know, him being physically, because at that age, he was physically better than people. You know, mm. you've got to think about your young, you're 18, you're flying past people, do you know what I mean? Like, and he had that kind of, like, Gareth Bell left-back thing about him, and that's what gassed me about him. Like, I was thinking, raw, like, the way he flies up, like, you know, the, the flank, like, it, it, was, it was really exciting. But, like, you know, it just seems like any ad- adversity, like, yeah. his mentality definitely, definitely questioned. Then and on top of that, what a big wake-up call has to be is when Ashley Young goes to the World Cup in, instead of you. Yeah, you've got to look at yourself in the mirror. Like, Ashley Young, huh. you know, uh, old winger, he, he's gone into left-back. He's displaced you as a left-back. And to be fair, that season, he was genuinely playing better than short. And that's not, yeah. not an agenda. Ashley Young was genuinely playing better than you and went to the World Cup. Like, I, are you crazy? Or, like, does that make any sense? Like, mm. you've got to look at yourself in the mirror. And for me, yeah, definitely been a, a huge disappointment, um, yeah, for me. Because uh, when he came, it was definitely somebody that um, I rated. But, again, very early, very early, I saw what it was about, man. I, I've been on shore for the longest, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Very, very early, yeah. Because, because these stories aren't new. There was even stories that I remember in, I think you played Yeovil in the FA Cup and then... Um, Van Hal broke 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 off at halftime, and there's a story that Shaw was like, "I don't want to play," and he was crying in the dressing room and that because um, it was a small pitch, the it was muddy and like they were kicking him and whatever. It was just like, like ah, stuff like stuff like that. It's just like. Yeah, man, just I just fucking grow up, man. Like, yeah, uh, I'm surprised like, I didn't. I'm surprised I didn't hear the name Anderson. To be fair, nah. Uh, do you know what? Joe, the thing is with Anderson is just like it. It was similar. It was similar to Shaw, mm. but I think it was. It's actually very similar to Shaw because after that ACL, he just went to pot. But I think yeah. uh, I think with Anderson. I think that thing broke him, and yeah. I think he and I think Ferguson just allowed it to slip. I think because because we were actually good at that time, Ferguson like he there 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 were some players that he just liked, like him and you can always see him and Anson just had like a a very father son type relationship. Mm. So I, so so I don't think he pushed him as much as he should have. But I do, yeah. I think Anton's very similar to Shaw. But I've, I, the thing is, the thing is with Anton is that whenever Anton got a run of games, he would play well. It wasn't yeah. a thing where he where he would just turn it on. Like he 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 got injured a lot. Yeah, so, he, we signed him injured, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So he got injured a lot, so it was like he would have a run of games to get injured. They have a run of games, get injured. So like, but with Shaw, he's had his run. And he's just been up and down, and then he only get, goes up when he's facing where where where, where he, his time at the club is on the line. That's yeah. it. That yeah. Nah. Wow. Cool. Um. With that, I think we can close up this uh, this evening's pod. A good one. It's a long one, but I really I really enjoyed the discussion. I think the 2008 final just brings puts you in a football mood. Yeah. It just puts you in a mood mm. to really talk about the game. So. Uh, for those of you who do listen, I, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. 
uh, join the discussion, use the hashtag, engage with the account, we, we all have access to the account, so we'll be all tweeting off that account, okay? Uh, wanna thank you both for your time, also wanna thank Mike for your time a bit earlier, but, uh, thank you both for your time, and stay safe everybody. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Sports Social Podcast Network.